Hello and welcome. Bienvenido. Hello. And assalamu alaikum. Welcome to AO Access to Success, the podcast series developed by the AO Access Task Forces to broaden your perspectives for personal and professional development. This episode is hosted by Amy Kapatkin. Hello, my name is Amy Kapatkin. I am a veterinary orthopedic surgeon at the University of California, Davis, and also the immediate past president of AO North America and now chair of the board of AO North America. I'm also on the AO Access Steering Committee as a member. With me today, I have Chidia Berra Ibe. Chidia Berra is a TEDx speaker, a medical student, Nigerian medical illustrator, and a professional among the few in Africa. He is the founder of Championing Change Africa, the creative director at the Association of Future African Neurosurgeons, Young Continental Association of African Neurosurgeon Societies, and creative director and chief medical illustrator of the Journal of Global Neurosurgery. He is also a junior committee member, World Federation of Neurosurgical Societies, Global Neurosurgery, and a medical illustrator at the International Center for Genetic Diseases, Harvard Medical School. He is also the lead illustrator at Illustrate Change. Chidiye Berry is passionate about contemporary illustrations of Black patients and has been acclaimed globally for creating the Black Fetus Illustration. Welcome, Chidi Ibera, and thank you for being here. So my first question to you, why do we need inclusive illustrations in medical education? All right. Thank you so much, Amy, for having me. Um, it's a great pleasure. So why we need inclusive illustrations in, in medical education is that the patient that we serve covers the vast majority of population, right? For example, we have, you know, various ethnic groups. We have various races, the Black, the White, the Latino, the Asian, and of course, different cultural belief, right? But one thing that ties us in common is healthcare, because I believe we all need healthcare. So therefore, if healthcare is not very inclusive to the population that we serve, then there is um, a bit of disparity there. So there is a need to be inclusive in our medical education because our population, right, is diverse. And also, in the bid to be representative, it is important to, you know, to accurately represent this community of people. For example, we recently I was having a, a conversation with a couple of students on campus, and we were going through some medical literature, and it was start to realize that you know most of the images that we saw in our medical textbook were for black people were images that showed black people with HIV or were, were malnourished or we have diseases like you know Kwashiorkor, Marasmus, and uh, you know that is that is not you know an accurate representation because literally that's all what we see. So it is important to be very inclusive and to, and to accurately represent people so the community, people of color generally, can have a sense of worth and belonging. Because, I mean, typically when I created the, the Black Fetus illustration, people asked me questions like, okay, why is this important? Why do we need diverse illustrations? But when the image went viral, we had mothers or patients who were able to share their personal stories 
or share their experiences of how they were, you know, uh, were ill-treated by their physician. So inaccurately representing people in medical education can spark up difficult conversations, right? For example, people were not, you know, so confident about talking about how, you know, as a, as a black patient, as a black female patient, one was ill-treated by her, by her physician. So you see, when we are being inclusive in our medical education, we are directly saying that every patient matters, and that alone is enough to improve healthcare outcome. That alone is enough to ensure that patients are confident in being, you know, being black people in court, or that patients are actually confident to walk into the physician, you know, to walk to the hospital and able to lay their comp- complaint and they are going to be listened to. So this is why it's important to be, to be inclusive in medical education. And for me, the idea behind inclusivity is that it's a perspective that can be changed through education. Right. If we want to change people's perspective towards people like the implicit bias towards a particular community, that can be done through accurate education. How can we educate people if our resources do not cover the, the people that we're educating? So it's important to be inclusive of education because we are trying to you know, debunk an idea. We are trying to correct a notion about the particular community and, of course, ultimately improve healthcare outcome. I know a lot of times, now, making comparisons between which is more preferred, either black people or you know people of color generally. So, in my idea, in my perspective, I think people are more confident when called the black people than people of color, because because we talk about people of color, you know, in clear terms, it simply means people that are not white. But regarding black people, you know, it is important to call them black people instead of people of color, because I mean, it sounds so stereotypical calling people people of color. Right, so that simply means they are the colored ones, and the white people are not the colored ones. And I, I think this has also been the basis for the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think this has also affected people's sense of worth and belonging. So my perspective, you know, is more preferred for people to be called black than being called the colored ones. You know, and I think that alone can also affect people's esteem and and sense of worth. So that's that's my perspective towards that. Oh, thank you. What are the consequences of not having inclusive illustrations? Well, there, there are a lot of cases, I mean, there are a lot of complications. And one of them is that we have a system or a community where everybody do not feel this sense of what I'm belonging. Because in school, we had a course, we had a, a sort of like a program, um, a, a course, a module in pathology, when we're talking about diseases that affect, you know, like skin diseases among black people. And it was sad to realize that all the literature and all the you know, the, the 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 diseases that was that were being educated on were all white centered. And I kept asking myself, how does this look like, you know, on black people? Being that our, our community are, you know, are black people, right? So, but the the, the literature used in educating us, right, um, was all white centered. So there was this communication gap or the education gap because if the resources used to training medical students do not look like the community that they serve, then of course there is a tendency for you know a decreased healthcare outcome. Back in Nigeria, most medical students were asked how does heat rash look like on the black skin? And they said it looked reddish on the black skin. And it was sad to realize that, that was that was just all what they were taught about. You know, that was that was the education they had received because the textbook they were using training were all what heat rash looked like on, on the black skin. So you see that there is lack of, you know, accurate medical communication there. And this can worsen healthcare outcome where most medical students who would in turn become medical students, they will 
they will literally look for signs of redness on black skin, which is not there. So because of the lack of communication, they can misdiagnose a patient, and this can lead to a worse healthcare outcome. And also, patients are always very curious. They always want to know what's wrong with me, and they tend to like Google on the internet there are possible signs that relate to them. And because of the lack of inclusive resources for education, there can be a tendency for patients to misdiagnose themselves and take the wrong medication, and that can worsen healthcare outcome. And for me also, in my own perspective, recently I was reading a research in obstetrics that black babies or black newborn are three times likely to die after birth if they were taken care of by a physician that did not look like them. And there was a striking research, and I had to you know, read more about it, and I understood that because of not having access to proper education, most physicians have some sort of implicit bias, do not give equal attention to you know, this newborn that do not look like them. And I, I strongly believe this is premised on lack of inclusive medical illustrations because, because when I created the Black, black Fetus illustration, people started asking me questions like, why do we need Black illustrations? These are not important, that we are, we are all okay with all images being all white. I mean, it was sad to realize that people were thinking of, were having such mindset as a 2021, you know, and I think, imagine using such perspective in the healthcare space, that would affect healthcare outcome. Because, I mean, imagine thinking that all images should all be white. I mean, I, and, and I had a mother who shared an experience with me that she was expecting a baby girl. You know, of course, it was a black, black mother. So at the hospital, the, the doctor came and the, the image doctor used was a white male illustration. I mean, this was a big disparity. This was like a big gap in communication because she was expecting a baby girl. And of course, she was a black mother. It would have made more sense if the resource for communication looked like what she was you know, expecting. So that alone has created this big gap between doctor and patient where patients cannot you know, communicate their personal issue with the physician. So I strongly believe that if we are more inclusive in our medical education and medical education, we are directly head-on addressing the lack of representation and fighting racism in medicine. And of course, it's been proven by, by statistics that less than 4% of images show Black people in medical literature. And as I've earlier stated, that this 4% is just showing Black people in a derogatory perspective, where, for example, STI, you know, malnutrition, embarrassment, and that's all we see. So um, it is important. And this complication is that people will have a, a, a negative notion towards Black people, right? And recently I saw an interview which was carried, I think it was in the UK. People were asked, what do you think of Africa? And the, 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 the questions, the, most of the response were like poverty, impoverished, sickness, you know, STI. And, and that was literally the reactions that were coming out from those interviews. And I believe that when we create inclusive illustration, we can change people's perspective towards Africans or towards Black people. And I believe that alone can also be as a good approach to addressing racism in medicine. That brings up my next question. Specifically, how can we be working to improve outcomes through representation? Well, I believe that we can work together in improving representation by having good collaborations. You know, a lot of people ask me, like, okay, I'm not an artist. How can I create illustrations that are representative? So for me, I've said it's, it's not about creating illustrations, right? But it's about using your office in quotes or using your, your platform to advocate for inclusivity. 
For example, we have this amazing podcast, right, which we are conversing right now. This is a great approach to talking about inclusivity medicine or, you know, addressing lack of representation. And also for me, my strategy or my approach is that we need to educate people about this because, you know, the issue of diversity has been a, a long age topic, but people, people didn't talk about it much. People were not bold enough to talk about it. So I believe that when we are able to educate people, let's say, for example, faculty can decide to, that in their, in their curricula, they can decide to integrate um, educating students about lack of reputation as an integral factor in learning where students are taught about racism in medicine, where students are taught about lack of representation. And I believe that when students are consciously aware of this, that would be a good approach in, in, in addressing this. And also, you know, the issue of addressing lack of representation, it is a very complex issue and it's a very expensive issue. For example, if we want to rewrite the existing textbook, because as Elia said, less than 4% of images in general medical textbooks show black people. And that's to say, if we want to address lack of representation by rewriting this internationally known textbook, it's going to be very expensive, right? Imagine rewriting an entire textbook that has been used globally by all medical students. It is, it is a complex process. But this can be done through accurate collaborations. This can be done through meeting the right people and you know, speaking to the right people. And for me, that is my own perspective in addressing this. When we are able to collaborate on issues like these, we are able to collaborate and review existing curricula. You know, and also, I would say one important thing is that we need to give access to, resource, to resources because it will intrigue you to know that here in Africa, that most of the resources used are just recycled resources. And most times people are not willing to go deep into research to make new findings to see how can we improve right, healthcare for Africans by Africans. How can we bring out, you know, a lot of inclusive illustration or inclusive images? It's very sad to say that we had a course here in Africa on pathology for skin diseases. All the images used were all wife-centered. But it was amazing to know that these are images that, that most of our dermatologists in Africa have access to, right? But yet they do not use them to educating most African, most medical students here. And I think that, I mean... That hoarding of information is a problem. So we need to have, we need to give access to information. We need to give, you know, access to these resources. That alone, we can address this lack of representation. That alone, we can address not having access to inclusive illustrations. And most importantly, address lack of representation. I actually believe that education and access to information or resources is a good, you know, approach to, you know, to addressing this long age, you know, issue that we've seen in our system. Uh, very interesting. Thank you. How do we prepare now for the future of AI being inclusive when used for illustration and healthcare? Right. So um, the topic of AI has been a very complex topic and a very critical one. But I would say that for the case of inclusivity, I mean, recently, like I've had opportunity of using a couple of AI platforms. And um, they are really fantastic in terms of being inclusive, right? And that, like, for example, the prompting, the commands are accurate in giving, you know, valid results. But I would say in amplifying the work of inclusivity, it is something very amazing because recently I was creating an artwork and I needed a lot of reference in, like, in retrospect to what Africa was like in terms of, you know, the climate change and like an impervious kind of perspective. 
And uh, when I was communicating with the AI platform, it gave me very great results that depicted what I really wanted to. So I think AI is going to, is going to really amplify the, the lack of inclusivity that we see because, you know, most times people make comments like, we do not have access to adequate information to creating an illustration, for example, right? And recently, you know, we, we, we've had artists who have created amazing illustrations, amazing, inclusive, diverse artworks from AI. And they were, I think, literally trending some time ago. I mean, just to buttress on that is that, I mean, I believe that AI is here to stay and is here to really amplify our work as artists and um, to buttress. Like for me, I use AI a lot in my art creations because they are mostly used in my references. They are used in, you know, ensuring that there is a bit of storytelling in my illustrations. And I think it's really fantastic. And uh, although we haven't really seen the, you know, the side effect you know, people have talked about what are the, you know, the side effects of AI in inclusivity or in general medicine, you know, but, I, but personally, I'm, I'm actually yet to, to, to experience that. But I think AI would really amplify our work in terms of inclusivity, it would give us more perspective, would give us more storytelling opportunities, and would also help us to create more inclusive artwork because there is so much that we can create as individuals. But if we are able to integrate AI, into our creation, then I believe our work can be amplified. That's what really what AI is here to do, to help us amplify the work that we do. So I'm really excited to see what we can achieve through AI. I mean, personally, I'm into, I'm into AI, and so far, so good. Of course, we, we need to be very conscious of what we feed the AI system with, the measure of information. Because, I mean, I've been in the AI space for a while. Initially, I realized that if you give, let's say, the, the particular software that is trained to generate text, let's say to generate images from text, for example. So initially, if you prompt it, right, if you prompt it to give illustrations or to give like models, the models that are always on the forefront are not illustrations that you require. Like, for example, recently, I think some months ago, I was like prompting this AI. And I had asked, um, please generate an image of a black patient surrounded by white doctors, right? That was the problem that I actually gave. And but what came out was actually a white patient, right? Initially, I was actually I was actually told I was told that this was illegal. This was, this was an illegal request to ask AI. I had to make an appeal before the AI was able to allow me, you know, actually able to generate the, the illustration. So I see the reason why asking an AI of an image of a black patient surrounded by white doctors would be um, sort of an illegal or wasn't part of the AI system that I needed to appeal for, for it to be generated. So you see that the system is yet to be trained to understand um, the issue of inclusivity. But I believe maybe over the, I mean, over a period of time, the system would be, you know, a bit more relaxed, I would say. And um, as people talk about it, as people, you know, make complaints about it, you know, the AI space will be more inclusive and that if I search for an image or I, search, I use a text for a prompting, right, I believe I would get what I want and not have to appeal to, to get the image that I that actually I'm requesting for. So I believe that it's still, the AI is still growing, the AI is still learning, we are still training the machine and all of that. And I, and I believe in the next two to three years that we'll have a very inclusive AI space that, that would actually respond to our prompt in accurate demands. 
Chidi Guevara, thank you so much for your passion fighting for equal representation of women and underrepresented groups for the medical illustration community. At AO Access, we are passionate about using inclusive language and illustrations in everything we produce. Thank you for helping us understand the importance of this. Stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to the AO Access to Success podcast series. Be sure to visit our webpage to facilitate your personal and professional development by exploring dimensions of leadership at AO Foundation, who we are, about AO, AO Access, to join the conversation.